The following audio is from Grace City Church in San Diego, California. More information about Grace City Church is available at gracecitysd.com. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your scripture. Thank you for just a wonderful passage of exhortation and um, encouragement of what it looks like to serve um, individually, but also as a team, Lord. Thank you that you have a role for each and every one of us, Lord. Um, And this is all possible because of your sacrifice, because we get to have a relationship with you. And so, Lord, I pray this morning as we listen to the message, um, strip away any distractions, um, soften our hearts, Lord, and let us be open to what you have for us to hear from you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Janie. Good morning. How is everybody? Good? All right. Well, it's really special to have uh, Janie, you know, read the scripture because um, I've seen her and her husband and her family uh, live this out. Uh, they were the first family to commit to planting Grace City Church. And so I think that's pretty awesome, you know, that this family is what we see in the scripture today. Uh, so we've got Volunteer Sunday today, and I'm excited about this passage of Scripture. We're going to take a little bit of a detour. You know, we've been in John 15 the past month, and today we're just going to take a little detour, do Romans 12, and then next week we'll be in John 16. But I think it's important when we talk about volunteering service to read through this text, because I think it really helps us to understand this. The why. The Why? Why do we serve? Why do we sacrifice? I think it's a great question to think about. Now, for Grace City, our vision, just as was shared earlier, is to be a church for our city that seeks new life in Jesus. And what that means is that, again, we're not a a church here for ourselves, but we're a church here for others. You know, very quickly, what can happen is we think, well, it's about me. But... God has called us to be a church here where we say we're here for others, for this city. Uh, Whether people believe the gospel or not, whether they're Christians or not, we're here to serve others uh, because God has served us. And our mission to do that is to equip people, you and me, with the good news of the gospel for everyday life. We believe that the church is so much bigger than just a Sunday morning. We believe that it goes all throughout the week, through our everyday lives, the good news of Jesus, the gospel just flows through that. And so we ask, well, why? Why is that important? 
You know, because as we looked at the video earlier, and we also uh, just think about all the people who serve in all these different areas, which I'm so thankful for. So uh, there are kids, ministry volunteers that are helping right now, serving, teaching our kids about Jesus, which is amazing. Um, our connections team, people that are out there greeting and making sure that people feel welcome, and also just set up, tear down, all that, uh, worship up here. It's it's. It blows my mind that all of these things happen every week. Um, but the question we need to ask is, well, why? Why does this matter? Why do we serve? Uh, Simon Sinek, who's an author, motivational speaker, was just here recently in uh, San Diego not too long ago, uh, said this, and I think it's very helpful for us today. He says, very few people or companies can clearly articulate why they do what they do. Very few can articulate why they do what they do. And here's what I know. There are people doing great things all over San Diego, all over our city. And they're doing it to make San Diego a better place. But what is the why behind the what? Like, what, what's the, the motivational factor for why all of these things are happening? That's what our passage is about today. It's the why behind the what. I was sitting uh, this past week with some local religious leaders in our community here. It's a great time to be able to meet uh, some of the, the different leaders here, and so I got to... Um, meet people from different faith backgrounds, and we all sat down in a circle, and here's the conversation. How can we make our city a better place? And you know what? As I'm sitting with people from different faith backgrounds and knowing these leaders now, being able to talk with them, communicating, loving who they are as people, um, I can tell you this. There are more than just Christian people doing good things in our city. They're doing good things. But as I sat there, the thing that I know is this. As there are so many great things happening, good people doing good things, right? Say, what, why is Christianity different from every other religion in the world? What makes it different than me sitting around with other different religious backgrounds and leaders? It's the why. It's the why. And it's the motivation behind Christianity that sets Christianity apart from every other religion. Um, because here's the thing. I don't believe that I'm saved because I do good things or believing that I'm a good person. I know that I'm saved as a Christian because there's a good God who loves me. It's based on God's goodness, not what I do. And so that's really the heartbeat of Christianity. It's knowing that it's a good God who saves us. And so that changes everything. See, today's text describes the difference. So the Apostle Paul 
He's going to give the why behind the what in Romans 12, 1 through 8. And here's the question that we need to ask. What is the heart behind Christian service? And why does this matter? I'll give you three distinctives uh, from today's text. Because here's what we have. In Christianity, we have, number one, a better sacrifice. Number two, a voluntary offering. And number three, a unique role. A better sacrifice, a voluntary offering, a unique role. So I'm going to go through all of these as we break down Romans 12, 1 through 8. And so uh, our first one, a better sacrifice. What does that mean? The Apostle Paul tells us, he says, starting in verse 1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, there's a lot here in this text, but this text hinges on the word, therefore. Therefore. This is a little tip. Whenever you're doing Bible study and you see this word, therefore, you have to ask What's the therefore, therefore, right? That's what you have to do. So every, every time you see it, you're, you're reading through, you're like, okay, what, what is that therefore? In Romans 1 through 11, we find out why the therefore is therefore. Paul had just finished articulating in, in chapters 1 through 11 the gospel, the message that we believe in as Christians, And what he said is this, that Christianity, it all hinges on Jesus being a dying sacrifice for sinful, rebellious people. That's what it all hinges on. It's summed up in Romans 5.10 like this. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. So what is it that that reconciles us, that makes us right with God? It's not me sacrificing myself, doing a bunch of good things, hoping that God would love me, but I'm reconciled to God by the death of his son. A better sacrifice. We have to start with this. We have to start with the gospel first because what what does Paul mean by this phrase, a living sacrifice? So we are a living sacrifice. As Christians, our trust is not in our dying sacrifice for God. It's in Jesus' dying sacrifice for us. That's what it is. And so this idea of a living sacrifice seems almost contrary. He's saying you're a living, dying person. You're living, you're alive, you're dying. All in one person. What does that mean? It means that Jesus has brought us new life in him. Yet, it's that invitation that he gives us and says, pick up your cross daily and follow me. You're alive in Jesus, yet you are sacrificing and dying to yourself every day. 
a living sacrifice. See, in the original language, this sacrifice points to a killing that would happen in the Old Testament for sins. And and so what it is, it's this burnt offering going before God, hoping that God would forgive sins. So in the Old Testament, it was they would bring the, the sacrifices to God, saying this is what makes us right with you. But ultimately, it was all pointing towards the one sacrifice that was coming, Jesus. And what he's saying is that now, our sacrifice is trusting in his sacrifice. That's it. That's what, that, that's what makes us right with God. A living sacrifice that puts our faith in Jesus and believes that his sacrifice is better than anything we could offer God that anything we could bring before God, because just even in the book of Isaiah, it says that the, the, the best we could bring are dirty rags before God because they're tainted with selfish motivations. But that God gives us Jesus as the one pure sacrifice. And so it's daily knowing that Jesus is enough. Here's the truth. Whether we believe it or not, whether we believe in Christianity or not today is our faith, we have to believe and say that we are all sacrificing for something, aren't we? We're all sacrificing ourselves for something. And if we're not trusting in the sacrifice of Jesus, we are, and we say this, we're killing ourselves, right, as we sacrifice for something else. We're laying ourselves down. We're, we're laying down time, energy, resources, right? For something in life. And we're killing ourselves in the process. Now, I've, I've shared this before, but I think it's worth sharing again. There, there's an author, his name's Studs Terkel. And he wrote a book called Working. And, and in the book's introduction, um, he talks about how he'd interviewed people and talked to people about what life is like working in America. And in the introduction, here's what he says. He says, this book, being about work, is by its very nature about violence to the spirit as well to the body. It is about ulcers as well as accidents, about nervous breakdowns as well as kicking the dog around. It is above all about daily humiliations. To survive the day is triumph enough for the walking wounded among the great many of us. Sacrifice, right? I mean, how many of us have gone to our workplace and felt what he's talking about? Many of us. And we could say, that when it comes to our sacrifice, that that's all we've got. That's all I've got. And so I'm just going to sacrifice my life for that, and that's going to be enough. Or we can believe that there's a better sacrifice, one that gave himself for us. See, how is Christianity different? We have a better sacrifice, Jesus. We don't have to kill ourselves trying to prove ourselves any longer. Jesus was killed for us. That's the gospel. And so 
from knowing the gospel, our lives become, second point, a voluntary offering. A voluntary offering. Look at, look at verse one again. Here's what it says. It says, by the mercies of God, present your bodies. Okay, so this is twofold here. By the mercies of God, present your bodies. Look at how Paul starts here. He starts with the good news that God has loving, gracious mercy upon us. That's where he starts. This is the mercies of God. Now, because God's been so merciful, because he wants a, a relationship with you, here comes the request. Present your bodies to God. Right? Like your life, who you are, everything about you is an offering to God. Right? So it wasn't just like, we talk about in the Old Testament, the, the killing offering, but there was also the burnt offering, where the burnt offering is saying, it's, it just burns up all the offering. It's a, it's a full offering of every part of me, every aspect of me is being sacrificed right now. There's nothing left. He says, because God has been so merciful, that's how we live. Where we've got a God that says, I was willing to sacrifice everything for you. And so, the natural response, because what he says here is, he says, which is your spiritual worship? This word spiritual, in the original language, can also be translated as logical. The logical response, our worship, is a completely voluntary sacrifice. Because of everything you've done for me, God, the only response that, that makes sense is that I would give everything for you. I would offer my life for you. It's like, that's, that's it. Like when I've seen who you are, when I've seen what you've done, Lord, I'm yours. See, the why is that God has given us great mercy. And the beautiful part is this. We're not treated as lesser or useless or I guess I'll give it to you. He said, no, you're, you're my son or you're my daughter. You're my children. Because I love you so much, my hope is that you would offer yourself just as I've offered myself for you. See, Ephesians 2, 4 through 5 says this, but God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. We're not talking about us earning our salvation here because we do good things or because we give. It's because God gave for us. It's grace. 
And now what he does is he offers this invitation and says, it's not because you have to, but grudgingly. It's from the heart saying, man, I get to. I get to serve God. It's that beautiful picture of, you know, you think about Jesus when in, in Hebrews chapter 12 where it says that he joyfully went to the cross. How did he do that? Right? Like how did he joyfully go to the cross? It's because of his great love for us. And he says, no, no, no. They don't take my life from me. I'm a voluntary sacrifice. I'm offering myself because I love my people. See, um, I think of, of it like this. My, my son, in the mornings, he comes with me. So he'll, he'll wake up at 5.30, get himself dressed. I get out of the house at 6 o'clock. I'll go through my message over at Starbucks. We'll, we'll have some, you know, he'll have his hot cocoa. I'll have my coffee, and we'll just kind of go through everything together. But here's the thing he does. He, he asks me throughout the week, Dad, is it okay if I come with you on Sunday? <laughs> yeah, son, it's cool. It's good. Um, Dad, remember Sunday? Can, can I come with you? Can you remember that thing you told me? Like, yeah, 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 that's good, that's good. Like, you're good, you know. Uh, Dad, if, if I don't wake up on time, can you, can you make sure to wake me up and can you get my clothes out beforehand so that I can have everything situated the night before? You're good. Let's do it. See, one of the things is, and he might be up in the tech booth right now, I don't know, but this, that's the heart that we're talking about here. I get to go to work with dad, right? Like I get to go to work with my father. And it's a voluntary sacrifice saying, dad, like, can I just come? Is it cool? We hang out? Great. And so lastly, in Jesus, we find out that we have a unique role. A unique role. Uh, look at verses four through six. For as in one body, we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. So here's what we find out. It says that those who are in the body of Christ have gifts. We have gifts. Every one of us has a gift. You might have grown up your whole life thinking, man, I don't have very many gifts. I don't have much to offer. All of those types of ideas. When you are in Jesus, he promises you that you have a gift. You have something to contribute, to be a part of what he's doing in the world. And here's the other part. He says that they differ. They are all different. Right? Like, I've always wanted to sing like Billy, but I can't. 
And I got to be okay with that. Because if I were trying to be Billy, I wouldn't be playing my part. Right? And what he's saying here is that you have a unique role in the body of Christ and that this church body right here is not what it could be when you're not here, when you're not involved, when you're not a part of it. Just like any part of our bodies that aren't fully functioning, we are lacking in some way, right? Like we're not able to do something. The same is true with the body of Christ. Same is true. And so, 1 Corinthians 12 tells us about the gifts of the Spirit, that God has given you a spiritual gift. And I think this goes against the grain of the way that we think about church, right? Because here's the thing. What Paul is talking about here is he says, your individual members but you're also interdependent because he says you're members of one another. Of one another. We don't like the idea of interdependence, do we? We don't like to put our trust and say, oh man, we can't do it if this person doesn't come through. It's scary, isn't it? Interdependence. But that's what the Apostle Paul is talking about here. He's saying that we will not be able to function fully if we are not playing our unique role in the body of Christ. Paul David Tripp, uh, who's an author and a speaker, he says this. He says, I'm persuaded that the church today has many more consumers than committed participants. And I think he's right, right? Like we, we, we can buy into the idea that when we come, it's about just receiving. Now there is a receiving part to it, but there's also a part where it's about giving and going and not just being blessed, but being a blessing. Right? Like that's, that's the functioning, healthy part of being the, the body of Christ. And so we all have a unique role to play. So just some questions to, to help us as we process this. First, as we're thinking, how does the why transform us? Okay. Number one, is Jesus' sacrifice a better sacrifice for you? Let's be real. Let's put it all on the table here. Are we just killing ourselves or relationships around us to try to prove something to someone or even to God, right? I just want to say I, I've been there. I have. And it's not a fun place to be because even in ministry, you can get there. And I've had to repent. 
and say, wow, this is not the life that God had for me. It's just like killing yourself so much, just so driven that I'm not depending on the sacrifice that Jesus has made for me. And I remember the day I opened up the book, uh, The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. And that's why we have them out at the community tent. We've, we've got them out there for free because we hope that it's a huge help in this area. But I remember reading this, and at the end of the book, I was in tears because I realized that I was free in Jesus. He sacrificed himself for me. And there's a quote in this book. It's by Madonna and while she was being interviewed by Vogue magazine. And here's what she says. She says, my drive in life comes from a fear of being mediocre. What is always pushing me? I push past one spell of it and discover myself as a special human being. But then I feel I am still mediocre and uninteresting unless I do something or something else. Because even though I have become somebody, I still have to prove that I am somebody. My struggle has never ended, and I guess it never will. This is somebody who's sacrificing themselves over and over, right? And, and I remember there's even a quote by Jim Carrey. He says, you know, I, I wish that people would get rich and famous and get everything that they want and then realize it's not enough. We, we will never be able to get to that place. And so that's why the gospel is so important. Knowing that the, the sacrifice of Jesus is enough because someday I will be, by God's grace, at a place old enough where I'm not able to do what I do today. But I would just have to rest in that Jesus' sacrifice is enough for me. Right? Like I couldn't do anything anymore. I'm not as efficient as I used to be. But there's something more, there's something deeper that God, his sacrifice is enough. The second question is this for you. What has Jesus uniquely created you for? What has Jesus uniquely created you for? Um, I can point you to some different scriptures, but you know, in this one he says, um, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, right? So it's like not because we were amazing, but it's by God's grace that he gave us some, some gifts. It says if pro- prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, one who teaches and is teaching, exhorts, generosity, leads, acts of mercy. I mean, he, he names off a bunch here. It's, this isn't all of the, this is an exhaustive list. You can go to 1 Corinthians 12. You can go to Ephesians chapter 4. Um, and it tells the different gifts that are there. But here's the, the beauty. We know that God has given all of us gifts. And so, you know, there are different tests that are out there. And you say, well, what, what gifts do I have? What, what, what do I uniquely, am I able to do? And, um, and I'll give you a, a place where you can go online. I actually put it on the, the notes for the, on the app too. But it's fivefoldministrytest.com, 
fivefoldministrytest.com. You can check it out. Now, this isn't the only test. This is one of many. It's based on Ephesians chapter 4 of all the different, you know, giftings and, and things. And so um, you, can, you can check that out. That might be a, a good starting place for you. But again, it's, it's not like the end-all, be-all of tests, you know, like stop the presses, do this, this is the only things that God has gifted me, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to do that, but this is a good place to start. And so, have you ever asked the question, how has God uniquely gifted me? Right? Like, you. And from that, let God speak to you through that. As you read through some of these things, as you see, and here's a good way to know. The things that you think are easy are probably the things that are, you're gifted in. That's probably it. You're like, oh, well, that's, if somebody says, oh, man, I'm really struggling with organization. You're like, oh, that's easy. Oh, man, I'm really struggling with leading. Oh, that's easy. Oh, I'm really struggling with just waking up in the morning and getting here to set up. Well, that's pretty easy. I get up at, you know, 5 a.m. or something. Like, if you, like, wake up early and you, like, got a bunch of energy, we would love to have you here at 7 a.m. <laughs> you know, like, let's use that <laughs> to the glory of God, man. Like, let's get out of here. But, you know, I think it's, it's just one of those things where you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's, that's easy for me. Okay, maybe God's given you a, an amazing gift to be able to do that. And you're going to grow. And this church is going to be able to grow because you're serving and you're, you're a part of it. And then the last one is this. This is the last question. Are you a living sacrifice? Are you a living sacrifice? Let me challenge us a little bit on this. Maybe we say the biggest sacrifice that I'm willing to give God is just getting here on a Sunday morning. That is the biggest sacrifice, God, that I'm going to give you. You know, like, I'll be there, maybe. Just getting out of bed is a huge sacrifice, but... I'm not, and I'm not knock, knocking that. I know it's hard. It's tough. There's a, there, we are busy people. There's a lot going on. But is that what the Apostle Paul means when he says that we, as the body of Christ, are a living sacrifice? Is that it? Is that it? Well, I just got up on Sunday morning and went to church? Or is God calling you to something more? something better. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, one act of obedience is better than 100 sermons. One act of obedience is better than 100 sermons. Right? Like we could sit, we can process. I mean, I, I know like millennial generation, we love listening to podcasts. We love listening to things. You know what I mean? Like who's, who's the new person speaking, doing this thing? Like love it. Love digesting information. We'll just Google it if we don't know it. But what about living it? Right, like what about stepping in obedience and saying, all right, Lord, I'm yours. Because, and here's what I'm, I'm, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that your step of obedience is you gotta go sign up. That's not what I'm saying. Maybe it is, but maybe it's just being Jesus where he's placed you right now at your workplace. Saying, Lord, I'm just not being obedient to you here. I want to be, help me. 
I'm talking about just obedience to Jesus. Listening to him, processing, Lord, help me. There's a lot of cool ways that, that are coming up because here's the thing, it's not just about serving here on a Sunday morning. How, how are we serving our city? Here's one thing, consider signing up to volunteer at our city kids sports camp. Okay, so there, there's, some, there's some things like summer positions, like kids, connections, set up, like all that stuff's out there. There are also ways to consider serving our city. We have a city kids sports camp, July 18th through 20th, right here at the school, Upper Fields. Um, it's during the week. It's 9 to 12. It's just hanging with kids in our city doing a free sports camp. There are still families that ask and say, hey, you guys doing that camp again? Because they had such a great experience, right? Like, it, all it was was just like, we were having fun with the kids. We were there. We tried to do everything with excellence as parents come up and getting them registered and just giving these kids just a fantastic day to, uh, to hang out. Because you know how much camps cost these days? Three, four hundred dollars for a week of camp? Maybe more? I mean, who can afford that? We live in San Diego, right? Like, how do you afford that? Plus, I mean, we have three kids. How does that work? Like, how does the math work out on that? You know what I mean? But there are families that are right here in the middle of our city who, there are kids who, they would never have an opportunity to go to a camp. Never have a chance because they can't afford it. Families can't afford it. But we can offer them something that they can be a part of, that they can have a great time, and we can do it for free for them. And so last year, we were over, over 70 families were able to minister to, and it was just an awesome time to get together and do that. And you know what? It was partnerships throughout the city that made it happen. It wasn't just Grace City. It was our city serving our city. Loved it. There's another thing. J- July 4th, we're having a, uh, the, the UC celebration. And just the way it happened, God has set it up where I am the co-chair for the celebration along with my neighbor who lives across the street. And we're trying to make this thing awesome, right? It's for all the, the surrounding area here. Come celebrate the 4th of July. So thousands of people come through. They are, we are always looking for volunteers. Always. There are always people who are like, man, I, I wish we had more people here. And you know one of the things they said, they were like, man, the, we, we know your guys' church because you're there. You're here. You're just serving. You're, you're not, you know, just trying to promote your thing. You're here with us. You're, you're rubbing shoulders with us, and you're loving the city. And that speaks volumes. And so there's plenty of opportunities to do that this summer and also we're, we're just asking like if we can get like a summer commitment of just helping out with, with things that are going here kids connections set up you got some time June to August you say okay June to August like sure like I could jump in there I'll set up a sign I'll do any of those things great amazing people that love Jesus um, I'm gonna wrap up with this 
I remember the phone call that I got. It was during the summer when I found out uh, a friend who I went to college with um, had passed away. He was one of the first guys that greeted me when I was on campus um, at Johnson University Christian College. And I remember the summer that I got that phone call because all of these flashbacks of the type of person he was uh, just flew through my mind. And the reason why he passed away, why he died, was because he was, he was serving. He was serving in a camp, and as he was helping cut down a tree, the tree fell on top of him, and he died instantly. And I think about Josh a lot, because I think, you know, he gave his life serving Jesus. He gave his life serving Jesus. He was a, a living sacrifice in a lot of ways. And his life mattered and still matters because of Jesus. See, Because of Jesus, our lives don't have to be about us anymore. It could be about something so much bigger. It's not based on anything we've done, but based on God's infinite love through the Son for us. Even though we rebelled against Him. Even though we turned from Him and said, Lord, I don't want it. But now because of Jesus, we get to share his love with others. See, that's why all this is about Jesus. In Mark 10, 45, it says this, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and give his life as a ransom for many. That's why Jesus came for us. That is the why behind the what. And so now we don't have to kill ourselves any longer trying to prove ourselves doing a bunch of things but we can offer our lives saying Lord you did it all you died for me that's enough now help me to learn to live like you let's pray Jesus we thank you that the gospel is true that your grace is sufficient for us and I pray Lord that you'll help us remembering that Jesus is our ultimate sacrifice, the better sacrifice, and that now, because of what you've done, we can offer our lives to you. Speak to our hearts, Lord. We need you. We love you. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this resource from Grace City Church. If you found this helpful, feel free to share it and enjoy more resources at gracecitysd.com. Grace City Church exists to equip people with the gospel for everyday life.